So how, how, how about a tonal shift, right? How about a tonal shift? I'm kind of working on something that just has, I'm not kind of, like, let's be declarative here, right? Let's be declarative here. I am working on something that is so electrifying. It's kind of dispelling all of my namby-pamby, woe is me, the world can't be saved bullshit. And it's kind of leaving me with this, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this is something we can actually do. I think this is attainable. So much of this process has been about finding the right shape. So so let's kind of back up, right? How did I do this, right? You, you must be... It, it, If you have traveled far enough with me, either via the podcast, via some prior website iteration, if you've attempted to read any of the books that are up on Amazon, any of that stuff, you must see that I'm a really unique perspective. Have I always been this way? And, you know, where has having had a perspective like this taken me in life? It's all a much longer story. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to tell it to my therapist right now, and I can hardly get the thing off the ground. (laughs) Um. You know, the short of it is, I've spent a lot of time working. I mean, look, I ended up in a really unique life situation in 2016. You know, I got laid off. I got divorced. I made a huge profit selling my house. I liquidated my investments. And I decided as I was facing down what seemed like, you know, during the primaries when Donald Trump took the stage, I was like, oh my God. This is his to lose. It doesn't matter who the Democrats put up. Hillary Clinton herself can run against him, and she is going to lose. This man is going to win. I told the people in Portland this. He will win with outlandish public appearances and his Twitter feed and nothing else. Beth and Eli, I said that to you. Molly and Jason, I said that to you. (laughs) Those were my words. And the thing that was really, really clear to me about our nation post-Obama is that we were really dangerously divided. 
the Tea Party had gone a long way from moving the two political needles away from the bland and boring middle of the Bush years and the Clinton years and towards something that was really crazier and had the potential to be significantly more volatile. And my concern was Trump was anything if not a profound exaggerator. You know, Trump is someone who is guaranteed to make every situation he enters into more volatile. So the likelihood was our social fabric was going to continue to unravel. And I wanted to know, I I, I wanted to get out and explore that. I wanted to get out and really understand what was going on in this country. And at the same time, I wanted to see if I couldn't put my head to the task of answering some of the really big riddles that are facing us down collectively right now. Because the truth of the matter is, what's really, really needed is for one or a bunch of super smart people to to remove themselves from the course of doing business every single day and running companies or, you know, chasing university jobs or whatever, and actually sit down and draw up a proper plan to save the world. That's really what's needed right now. You know, that's, that's actually how bad things are. That's where we really reside in the, on the playing field. Um, I just remember making this video for my friends on Facebook as they're all saying, not Trump, not Trump. I'm like, guys, what you're doing right now is literally practicing a very low form of magic. You're just repeating his name over and over and over again. You're drawing attention to him and you're giving power to him. You have to create an alternative that is that is a greater spectacle than he is. And what you've got is Hillary Clinton. <laughs> this is so not going to work out for you. <laughs> this is so not going to work out for you. So, 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 so not going to work out for you. So the, you know, the, the story of like, like, what did I do? Well, I've always been kind of outside the culture. I've always been the kid at the end of the emperor has no clothes, who's, who's just sort of points and it's like that dude's not wearing anything. What do you mean? He's got, you know, beautiful robes on. There's He's buck naked. He's hairy. It's gross. Right? When I left my ex, I had this long simmering since suspicion that I'd, I'd neglected this, this pesky little thing I'd had following me my whole life called a calling. And I thought 
that it would be really cool to explore giving that a try. You know, I had a lot of money. <sighs> had a lot of time on my hands. <sighs> the world was headed toward a very dark place, you know? Like, when I look back at the things that I was talking to people about then, and the people who, who I was talking to then can tell you I was talking about these things, they're all things that came to pass, you know? In 2016, one of my big, big things, one of my big, big planks is disease. Guys, we do not have a fucking clue about pandemics. They are coming, they are coming, they are coming, you know? Five years later, they are here, parked on top of us, not going anywhere, and evolving. Seemingly beyond the reach of these rapidly developed... Uh, vaccines. That was a good idea, wasn't it? Glad we all rushed to do that. <sighs> What's happening to us? What's happening to us? Yeah, so I go through these phases where I develop all kinds of new insights into our circumstances come up with some compelling circumstances, and then try and launch something. And I would have to say that the first three or four launches were really messy, really uneven, really scary, and really looked like probably to my friends like the product of a deranged mind. They didn't look like anything you'd take really seriously. And then the next release, um, what do you say about that? Tons of material, tons of material, badly organized, very imaginative, very, very imaginative possibly the product of a deranged mind. Successfully got me in front of some angel investors, though. And what did they all say? You're not selling anything. We can't invest in you. There's no product here. <laughs> if you want to, to, to make an investment, you need to, you need to get a product. So I thought that was really interesting. Okay, so... Am I really going to save the world writing books? You know, I was pretty skeptical about that. Like, you know, can you really finance an enterprise as ambitious as I wanted my enterprise to be in that iteration of the website? I mean, I had a, a floor plan, uh, a corporate outline that must have been a thousand jobs. It was a huge website. So I'm working on something else now. And I've just got this, I let me like, I have no idea what the future holds. But if nothing else happens first, I think what I'm going to do is go back to college next year. And I think I'm going to take all this fun stuff with me. 
I think the kids at University of Minnesota Duluth are going to be like, have you seen the guy with the website? I think that'll be pretty cool. So, yeah. I don't want to talk about this one too much. I don't want to spoil it. I will say that it showcases the new book nicely. It does do that. I will say that I'm just going to put it up and I'm not going to make a big stink out of it. I'm not going to send out press releases. None of that stuff. I'm just going to knock on a couple of doors and see what happens. Because really, I'm fine with waiting until I get to college. It would be interesting, right? There's so much of this story that I'd like to be able to tell, and that's only possible if my story... If the path my story tells not only reconnects me to some fellow travelers, but kind of heals those pathways in a really profound and meaningful way. (sighs) You know? What I will say about the current project, well, I really don't want to spoil the surprise, to be honest. That's what I'll say. Uh, 